Welcome to PR360, a weekly public relations podcast where we bring on the best and brightest minds in the PR industry. We discuss the important topics that you need to know. Tune in every Wednesday to find out. Hosted by Brett Dicer and in partnership with Global Results Communication. Find more information on globalresultspr.com. And welcome to a new episode of PR360. And I'm your host, Brett Dicer. If you could please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Musical.ly Review. It really does help with the rankings and let us know how we're doing. But this week, I have Paula Robson with me. And she is the she's experienced global director in many different PRs type of settings, including payments, corporate travel, nonprofit leadership. She's also understanding about electronic payments, customer relation management, strategic partnership, fundraising, and so much more. So we're glad to have her on the show. So welcome, Paula. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. And my first question to ask all my guests is, are you a coffee or tea drinker? My favorite question on the list today. So while I have great admiration for the tea drinkers out there in the world, I am definitely a coffee person. And influenced even more by a trip I got to go on to Italy about eight years ago. So warm milk is also involved in my coffee preparations. I'm a big coffee girl. Ah, so you're more the espresso type if you went to Italy, because Italy's very big on espressos. Very big on espressos. I Americanized it when I got back home, so I'm a drip coffee with the warm milk and cinnamon, and, and away we go. All right. And I gave a very brief explanation about your expertise. Can you give a little bit more to our audience about your expertise? Certainly. Thank you. I currently have the privilege of serving as president and CEO of Golden Rule Charity, we are a uh, nonprofit founded in Orange County in Southern California, and our mission is to provide grants and support to those in the restaurant and hospitality industry in times of need. So as we can all imagine, the last 18 months has been significant for this industry. So I've been very fortunate to be able to working with the board of directors on our mission, our Founder Judy Walker was a dear friend, and for all of us on the board, we unfortunately lost her to cancer in early early 2020. So had the opportunity to ramp up with Judy, and I think she'd be happy of what we're doing today. In addition to obviously my work with Golden Rule and you know your reference to my background in corporate payments, I spent a good deal of time working with American Express and also American Express Global Business Travel who have been able to bring a lot of that experience and working with technology tools into as we are growing Golden Roll. Gotcha. I mean, that kind of leads into what I'm going to talk about with electronic payments. And that has been basically the lifeblood of every business for the past 15 or so months. So what's going to be important moving forward for PR pros to message about this electronic payments? Because I'm pretty sure people kind of understand it, but not really understand it. And it's interesting. It's, you know, payments to me is, is ubiquitous. It's everywhere and everything that we do. And even as we have been uh, growing the infrastructure for Golden Rule, we're a very small grassroots organization as we launched back in 2015, but really have been able to embrace some of this payments technology that um, has been growing. For example, we launched a new fundraising platform through Classy about a year ago now that really helped streamline our donor communication, the ability to donate funds. So even from a small group like us, that technology piece and the payments piece is critical. So we are on the, on the mission side of our, our organization, the payment out to our grant recipients, which is why we are here, that is evolving and still a manual process because of the just the human interaction and how we are 
paying directly to their vendor for an expense such as housing or their utility bill or uh, car payment, medical payment, for example. So it'll be interesting as there's so many opportunities within payments, I think, to bring that also into more of an automated perspective, taking advantage of technology as we continue to grow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always really important and people kind of get it, kind of don't get it. And businesses have been trying to grapple with it because I'm pretty sure most businesses are like, we don't really need e-payments or they do have some type of like credit card thing, but like mobile on that side has not been as ubiquitous as just mm-hmm. the chips or cards. So what will the industry have to do, especially in the e-payments, those types of companies, those PR people going to have to do or message to try to solve the pain points of businesses and customers alike. That's a great way to think about it. And for me, just with my experience working with past clients or you know, even on from an expense management perspective, having that ability for travelers or employees to be able to pay quickly and expense quickly, you know, integrating with technology. And then as well as payments everywhere across, especially a large organization from how they are buying products and services, accepting payment for products and services and being able to really take advantage of all the things that are, that are new and available that will streamline operations and eventually save them money. Gotcha. And will education or educational content be vital in converting new customers to their platform for e-payments? Definitely. I I do think so. Where payments has been across the board and is growing, that will be definitely an education opportunity for folks, especially if they're working with internal stakeholders. And then moving on to more like cryptocurrency, because cryptocurrency has been on the limelight for a while, even though it's way down right now than it was even two months ago. Are pros going to grapple this messaging about maybe some actually accept crypto? Should they actually make a roadmap for these for companies to be like, hey, eventually in our e-payment system, you're going to be able to do this. How are they going to grapple with this? Because eventually, I feel like more and more people are going to start to understand crypto. They're not right now, but eventually people are going to get interested into, oh, what's this decentralized currency? It's a big nugget to understand, and I'm not going to pretend that I do understand the, the whole crypto ecosystem. But you know, I, I do think for the professionals out there, the partnering with it with a expert in the arena of that also includes crypto as part of their offering, I think would be key rather than all of us going out and trying to invent the wheel, um, being able to partner with an expert or two. We all need to do our homework and see what else is out there from someone who has done the work. And I think that will also something we'll consider in the nonprofit space as well, how we take a look at how crypto could be a lever down the road and as we think about fundraising. So what you're saying is probably a little bit more influencer marketing in that type of area, find an expert in a crypto in cryptocurrency or at least one cryptocurrency because there's like thousands of them. I understand it to a point, but even I don't understand it all that well. Agree. And I think it would be from a payments expert or a company that does have multiple payments vehicles, if you will, and crypto is part of that. So if they are already partnering with XYZ Payments Company, that organization will have the expertise to help an organization learn from the best way to proceed. And even moving on to even to content, and that could actually play a role with crypto, how will content play a role with this? Will e-payment companies tr- start to do podcasting and do a little bit more of this, what we're doing, and try to do a more deep dive into 
how e-payments are, how crypto is going to be playing a role in all that stuff, or is it going to be more videos and more basically instructions on how to use e-payments? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of small businesses are like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. And again, I, I think that's where the, the partnering with the right organization can help create that content really for the professionals out there. Mm-hmm. And are we finally going to be truly seeing a paperless transaction? Because it seems like more and more we're using our phones to pay for stuff. We're using credit cards. I hate receipts because they're just in my pocket and then I forget to throw them away. And then there's just this pile. I, I'm kind of thinking of like George Costanza on Seinfeld where we had this <laughs> huge wallet of all these receipts. So we're going to finally see like that done away and more probably like text messages and emails of your actual receipts instead of just paper all the time. I agree. I think that is you know, obviously with the impact of, of COVID over the last 18 months and the the move of more more companies and merchants uh, to that paperless capability. From my perspective, it's it's an evolution that was always there and growing, but was sped up. I think there will also always be a human touch, depending upon the organization and what is happening. Where there, you're going to need some people interaction. May you know, paper will still be involved. I think it's being able to take that into the ecosystem, as you mentioned earlier. As we, as Golden Rule Charity, as we issue grants, there is there's that human touch because we are paying on behalf of the recipient. So there's interaction that way that may, may not truly be paperless, but I do think the digital capabilities of wallets and other uh, payment vehicles out there, you know, some of those things we will be exploring to, again, streamline how we are able to help people more quickly. Gotcha. And how is this going to actually impact the nonprofit space? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of their donors donations were face-to-face big events. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and it's like, well, can't have big events anymore for a while. You hit the nail on the head right there. And that really golden rule charity as we started, uh, that really was the bulk of our fundraising capabilities. And it's how Judy founded the organization of, be, of that personal interaction with those folks working in the restaurant and hospitality industry and those face-to-face opportunities for events with our donors. Obviously, that ended was put on pause as well. So that's where we had the opportunity to really take a look at where we are expanding partnerships from everything from working through corporate foundations and corporate social responsibility organizations within large companies for fundraising activities, everything from an online virtual event to to help raise funds and really lots of ways to change and how we have looked at partnerships as a nonprofit organization, things along the lines of, you know, we have a new partnership coming up with a new product line that will benefit Golden Rule Charity. It's launching soon with Brian Malarkey, who's a chef well-known chef and a company called Chef's Life. So there'll be olive oil. It's just a fantastic product that will be available for home chefs. So we're looking at different ways to fundraise and partner as we go forward. Now, as the world is opening back up, we are once again talking about events. We have the Pacific Wine and Food Classic coming up later this fall, as well as well as the California Wine Festival. So we're lo- looking at ways where these have been very strong partners in the past and continue to be so for the future but how we look at integrating some of this new technology into those in-person events, be it with the ability to donate through QR codes and, and customizing specialized donation links through our Classy platform and the event provider. So lots of opportunity and, and how nonprofits have changed the way that we fundraise would be very personal to that particular organization, but the technology is there to help us support and grow. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that goes on to my next one about 
hybrid because a lot of companies are now doing or going to try to do hybrid, even though virtual kind of wasn't that great last year. I went a couple and I was like, this is not very good. I'm going to, I'm bored. I'm going to do something else basically. So are we going to try to figure out and f- at least make virtual a little bit better, but still have that in-person touch. But for those that can actually go to your events, cause they also do just a virtual event too, as well, like be there, but they can't actually really, really be. I, I do think the hybrid event will and does have a place as the industry continues to open up, either be it with corporate events or even in-person events where there there could be the opportunity to participate in an auction from a virtual perspective, or if you know, someone can't physically get there because they live too far away. I do think the event professionals out there in the world have done a fantastic job of having to be more nimble of how events have been executed over the last 18 months. And then that we're still not out of this. So how this continues through the rest of the year and on. And should nonprofits now think more digital first than physical, just because of what's been going on, should it be more of a balance because we're all just learning our lessons from the past year. So are we going to see more of a digital first pushed and then physical, or are we going to see more of a balance of that? I, you know, from my perspective, I, I think it will be a balance. And so many fantastic organizations out there doing amazing work for to support their beneficiaries. And that personal interaction is so key. But again, as, as we are learning and growing with Golden Rule Charity, the ability to bring in new technology to help help provide additional opportunities for for donors to donate. And then also on the other side of the table of us being able to facilitate support for our grant recipients. Mm -hmm. And how has fundraising changed in 2020, 2021 and beyond? Has it completely revolutionized or is it just kind of like slowly changing along the way because of events that happened? I think it's been a a speed up, if you will, of a a natural evolution of how organizations fundraise and forced into changing pretty darn quickly, you know, as, as things came to a, to a halt a year ago, March. And so I do think, again, as I mentioned, we have explored new partnerships and been successful in not only applying for and receiving grants from even private foundations or corporate foundations in the, in the CSR space, you know, to, again, as I mentioned, you know, new product launch that is new, you know, new for an organization. So finding those new avenues and then where it makes sense from a digital perspective, you know, to bring that payments component in is, is key. We've, we've learned a lot. Gotcha. And are nonprofits looking for ways to like do something similar? So for people that don't know, Patreon is like a way for people to subscribe to content creators for what they do. Is there a company or is there a way for that to kind of go into fundraising? I know fundraising does a lot of like donations, but also the monthly plans. Is there a way for nonprofits to, at least look at what's been popular through Patreon and try to mimic that in some type of way. Yes. I do think little side to that from the opportunity, even just using classy, there's new capabilities built into, to that fundraising platform and others, I'm sure many others out there that will, you know, enable corporate donations to be made through the platform that will also then on the back end, file for the proper accounting of that donation from, from an organization from the content piece, I think that all rolls into how we communicate that out, either through a CRM tool or through the right backend tools for the for that donor base, if it's individual, if it's corporate, and how that works. So are we going to be seeing more of like subscription plans plus the regular donations as well for nonprofits? Or are we still going to see the same just donation 
part of it. Recurring donations has been so critical to many, many nonprofit organizations, and it really provides the opportunity for someone who really believes in the mission of the organization and someone like a Golden Rule Charity that can contribute on a monthly basis and that ease to make that happen from a subscription type model is certainly available and, and something that's definitely communicated out. And then PR pros should pl- probably play a role with how, how will they message this reoccurring thing? Cause a lot of times you have to give extra stuff. Cause it's like, well, if you're going to be doing a monthly thing, I need to have a little bit extra, you know, a little bit of the carrot and the stick thing of, so how are you going to, or PR pros going to entice people to do a monthly not for a nonprofit instead of let's say a monthly for Netflix instead. Yeah. So I think from a, from a messaging perspective, and, and this is what I've learned having over the last few years come from a pure corporate space and this is a nonprofit world. I've, I've learned new ways of messaging and communicating and really being able to communicate your mission and also very importantly, how those funds are being put to good use. So that regular communication of how many people were able to help the stories of the grant recipients in the case of golden rule charity, I think are really key as people consider those recurring donations. They want to make sure that their funds are being put to good use. So that's certainly a, a definitely a PR and communication opportunity as this opportunity continues. Mm-hmm. And then fun question for you. If you could create the best e-payment system, what would it be for you? That makes me want to be like the wizard behind the curtain. I don't know if you'll like this answer, but I think for me and, you know, just learning over the years and and the various roles that I've held, it may not always make sense to be the one that builds it from scratch, but to partner with, do your due diligence, partner with an expert out there in the field of payments or whatever you're looking for and see how you can collaborate and work together so that it's, you're not trying to just force your mission or your needs into an existing product, but how you can work and grow and maybe even have some customization available. So rather than invent the wheel, I'd say how to create the whole car and make it work really well for you. Gotcha. And final thoughts for listeners. Yeah. Again, I really thank you for the opportunity for me to join today. And it's been an interesting conversation, not only from, from a technology perspective, which I know really speaks to, to the audience here, but really be able to tell the story of Golden Rule Cherry and how we are working to help people in the restaurant hospitality industry and taking advantage of these tools and learning from the whole process. All right. Thank you, Paula, for joining PR360 and sharing your knowledge of of nonprofit and e-payments. Great. Thanks so much. And thank you for listening to PR360. As always, please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a review. It really does help with the rankings. Let us know how we're doing. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Understand cryptocurrency the best you can and e-payments to better your company and see you next week. Later.